Next Chapter Podcast. Next Chapter Podcasts presents the Play On Podcast series, King Lear. Episode 8, We Must Adapt Ourselves to These Harsh Times. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. Just look with your ears. How can my life and deeds match your goodness? To be acknowledged by you, Madam Cordelia, is to be overpaid. All that I've reported regarding the king is the truth. Nothing exaggerated nor understated, but just as it happened. Let's get you better suited. These rags are memories of bad times that are now in our past. Please, take off your disguise. I'm sorry, dear madam, but revealing myself now would ruin my plans. The favor I beg of you is that you pretend not to know me until the time is right. Your Majesty. Oh, Doctor. The king is still sleeping. Oh, you kind gods. Heal the great wound in his suffering mind and retune his discordant senses. Heal this father driven mad by children. Would it please your Majesty if we woke the king? He slept a long time now. Do whatever your medical expertise tells you to. Is he dressed? Yes, madam. We put fresh clothes on him while he was in a deep sleep. Stay close by, good madam. When we wake him, I'm sure he will be calm. Very well. Please draw nearer. Oh, my dear father... May my lips heal and restore you. And may this kiss soothe those violent wounds that my two sisters have inflicted with their vengeful spirits. Kind and dear princess. Even if you hadn't been our father, these white locks of hair should have made them pity you. Is this a face that ought to endure violent winds or stand against the dreadful thunder and the terrible zigzags of lightning? To stand guard all night, poor lonely sentry, with this thinning hair for a helmet. Even if my enemy's meanest dog had bit me, I still would have let it stay inside near the hearth on such a night. And were you glad, poor father, to find shelter with pigs and beggars on a bed of musty straw? It's a wonder that your life and your sanity didn't all die at once. He's waking. Somebody speak to him. Madam, you speak first. Your voice is most appropriate. How are you, Uh, my most royal lord? mm, How does my majesty fare? You you do me wrong to wake me from my grave. You are a soul in heaven. But I am chained to a wheel of fire, endlessly tormented. Even my tears burn like molten lead. Sir, do you know me? You you are a spirit, I know. Where did you die? He's still far from sanity. He's barely awake. Let's leave him for a while. Where have I been? Where am I now? 
Is it day? I can't even promise that these hands are mine. Let's, let's see. I feel this pinprick. I wish I could be sure of my condition. Please, look at me, sir. And hold your hands in prayer over me. Give me your blessing. No, no, sir, you must not kneel. I pray you, do not mock me. I am a very foolish, silly old man. More than 80 years old. Not an hour more or less. And to put it plainly, I... I fear I may not be in my right mind. I think I should recognize you. And this man, too. But I'm still doubtful. For I have no idea where I am. I cannot even recall where I got these clothes. I do not know where I slept last night. Do not laugh at me. But I swear I think... This lady here... I think she is my child, Cordelia. And so I am. Uh, I am. (laughs) Are are your tears wet? Yes. Yes, indeed they are. Please, please do not cry. If you have brought poison for me, I'll drink it. I know you. You do not love me. I remember now that your sisters have done me wrong. And they had no cause, which which you have. No cause. No cause. <laughs> Am I in France? You're in your own kingdom, sir. Oh, my. <laughs> Do not play me for a fiddle. Be comforted, good madam. His great frenzy, you see, is now over. But it's dangerous to make him try to fill in the blank spaces of memory. <sighs> Bid him go outside. Don't trouble him further till his mind is more settled. Would it please your highness to walk? Uh, Yes. But uh, you must bear with me, please. Please. Forget and forgive. I am old and still foolish. Is it true, sir, that the Duke of Cornwall was killed? It's most certain, sir. Then who is leading his men now? They say it's Gloucester's bastard son, Edmund. I've heard that Edgar, Gloucester's banished son, is with the Earl of Kent in Germany. Some rumors are unreliable. It's time to be on our guard. The British army is approaching. This battle will be a bloody one. Farewell, sir. My life and my plans completely depend, for better or worse, on how this battle ends. Soldier! Find out if the Duke of Albany plans to stick to his recent scheme, or if something has changed his fickle mind. His first thought is never his last, for he consistently second-guesses himself. Bring me a report of his final decision. My sister's messenger Oswald must have stumbled into trouble. I suspect you are right, Regan. He has that kind of 
walk? <laughs> now, my sweet lord, you know that I intend to honor you with my hand in marriage, but tell me truly, be honest now, do you hold any love for my sister? If by love you mean honor, I have an honorable love toward your sister. Yes, but have you ever taken my brother-in-law's place in her bed? Whoa, madam. The very thought is unworthy of you. I only ask because in my heart, I sense that I've been betrayed. Not so. I swear on my honor. She doesn't have all of me. Then careful when you are close to her. For she has a way of taking a man's clothes off long before he can see that he has none on. <laughs> Do not worry, madam. Bastards are born heated and prefer not to be cold. <sighs> Enough. What husband? Ah, your sister and the duke are here. I would rather lose this battle than let that sister of mine come between Edmund and me. Oh, good to see you, my loving sister-in-law. Mm. Sir, I hear that the king has joined Cordelia, along with others who have complained about the harshness of our rule. I can't be brave if the cause I'm fighting for isn't honorable. And yet this business affects us, as France has invaded our land. Sir... You speak nobly. Yet it gets us nowhere. We must unite against the enemy. These domestic and personal quarrels are not the issue here. Then let's confer with our senior officers and determine how to proceed. I'll come to your tent shortly. Sister, you'll come with us, won't you? No. It would be best if you did. Please reconsider. Oh, I know her riddle. I will go. If your grace would ever stoop to speak with a man as poor as I am, then let me have a word. I'll catch up with you. Now speak. Before you fight the battle, open this letter. If you are victorious, then blow your trumpet to signal me. I know I seem wretched, but I can produce a champion who will defend my claims. If you die in battle, then your business in this world will be over, and the plot against your life will be as well. Good luck to you. Wait. Stay until I've read the letter. I am forbidden to do that. When the time comes, all you have to do is blow a horn, and I'll appear again. Well, farewell, then. I'll read your letter. Woo! The enemy is in view! Ready your troops! Here is an estimate of the enemy's strength and forces drawn up by our diligent scouts! <laughs> but hurry now for war! Make haste! We will rise to meet the occasion! Ha <laughs> ha Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So, I've sworn my love to both of these sisters. Each one as suspicious as a man who stares at two poisonous snakes after he's been bitten once. Which one? Which one of them has the softer bite? Both? One? Neither? Let's see. 
If I marry the widow Regan, it could drive Goneril mad, but it would be difficult to carry out my plan with Goneril while her husband's around and alive. First things first. I'll use Albany's authority and power to win this battle, and when it's over, whichever sister wants to can figure out how to kill him. Then I'll have my pick of the better. Albany intends to be merciful to Lear and Cordelia, but if I win the battle and they become my prisoners, they won't live long enough to see his pardon. Don't look at me like that. I'm a fighter, not a lover. <laughs> Here, old man, use the shadow of this tree for shelter. Pray that our side will triumph in this battle. I promise, if I ever return to you again, I'll bring you good news. May God go with you, sir. Regretfully, King Lear has been defeated, and he and his daughter Cordelia are captured. Give me your hand. Come on! I can't go any further, sir. I might as well die here as any, anywhere else. Here, drink. Drink. What? Are you plagued with ill thoughts again? We cannot choose our deaths any more than we can choose our births, sir. We must ripen before we decay. Come on. Oh, yes, well, that's true. And there, and there you go again, that f familiar voice. Do, do I know you? You will. Oh. Come. Captain! What news? Sir, the prisoners Lear and Cordelia. Have some officers take them away. Guard them carefully until we know what punishment has been decided for them. <laughs> We're not the first ones to have striven with the best intentions and ended with the worst. Should we see your daughters, my sisters? No, 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 no. Come. I'd rather go to prison. We too will search our hearts for a song and sing like birds in a cage. When you ask me for my blessing, I'll kneel down and ask you for forgiveness. 
So we'll live and pray and sing and tell old tales and laugh at trivial matters and, and listen to courtiers gossiping and talk to them. We'll wager on who's winning and losing, who's in and who's out. We'll ponder the mysteries of life as if we were God's spies sent to observe the world. I'm glad that we are together. Take them away, I said. Sir. My lady. Even the gods should celebrate you for the sacrifices you've made for me, my Cordelia. And it would take more than divine powers to separate us now. Wipe your eyes. Let our enemies waste away with age before they make us cry again. We'll watch them starve someday. Come, take us to the jail. Come here, Captain. Sir, Edmund. Listen. Take this note, follow them to prison. I've already gotten you promoted once. If you follow these instructions, you'll be next level. Know this. We must adapt ourselves to these harsh times. A soldier cannot afford to be tenderhearted. Say you'll do it, or else you can find work elsewhere. I'll do it, my lord. Then get to it, and be happy that you've been given such a high-paying task. Go immediately and do exactly what I've instructed. I cannot pull a cart or eat dry oats, for I am not a horse. But if it's a man's work, then I'm the man to do it. Today you've shown your courageous lineage, and luck is pouring down upon you, for you've captured the leaders of our opposition. Hear, hear! Brave Edmund. I need to take custody of them now, to treat them according to their station, and do what is best for our kingdom's safety. Sir, I thought it would be best to send the old miserable king to a prison cell with a guard to watch over him. Lear's feebleness in his title have the power to make common folk take his side, and he could even make our drafted soldiers turn against us. I sent his daughter along with him for the same reason. They're ready to appear whenever you want to hold your trial for them tomorrow or at a later time. Right now, we are all sweating and bleeding. We need to find a more appropriate place where we can make sure Cordelia and her father have a fair trial. I hear your advice, but if you please, sir, it is my duty to remind you, you are my subordinate in this war, <laughs> not my equal. That's for me to decide. I think it's best if you consult me before you allow your tongue to flap so, brother-in-law. This man led our armies and acted as my proxy in battle. His close connection to me means that he might as well consider himself your equal and mine. <laughs> Slow down. He has distinguished himself with his own merits more than any honors you have conferred on him. I am the one who invested my authority in him, and with it, he proved his merit. Yes, and if he married you, that investment would be complete. That's funny. But yes, you do speak a truth. Slow. Slower even still. You're squinting with jealousy and cannot see straight. Lady, you are lucky I am not feeling well. General, 
Take my soldiers, my prisoners, and my inheritance. Do whatever you want with them, and with me. You have conquered the fortress of my heart. Look at her, tawdry. Why don't you just lay down with him right before our eyes? And if she did, it wouldn't be in your power to prevent it. Nor is it in yours, Lord. Oh, but it is, you foolish bastard. Ho! Let the drums beat and fight anyone who challenges your right to me, Edmund. Let us listen to reason. Edmund, I now arrest you for capital treason. And as an accessory to your treason, I arrest this snake of a woman, my wife, Goneril. My lord. And as for your claim to him, my fair sister-in-law, I veto your engagement on my wife's behalf. She's the one already engaged to Edmund. If you want to get married, then start wooing me. My lady is already spoken for. This is like a play. You are armed, Edmund. Sound the trumpets. If no one appears to challenge you and prove that you are a hideous traitor, then I'll do it myself. I won't eat again until I prove, on your own life, that you're just as guilty as I say you are. I feel sick. Sick! If she's not, I'll never trust poison again. I'll accept your challenge. Whoever calls me a traitor is a villainous liar. Blow your horns! Anyone who dares approach you or anyone else, I'll fight to prove my truth and honor. The Play On podcast series King Lear was translated into modern English verse by Marcus Gardley and directed by Eric Ting. The cast is as follows. Keith David as King Lear. Bernard White as the Earl of Gloucester. Aldo Billingsley as the Fool. Christiana Clark as the Earl of Kent. Gina Daniels as Goneril. Francesca Fernandez McKenzie as Cordelia. Lance Gardner as Oswald and the King of France. Daniel Jose Molina as Edgar and the Duke of Burgundy. J.D. Mollison as the Duke of Albany and the Doctor. Tramel Tillman as Edmund. Amy Kimwashki as Regan, Rex Young as the Duke of Cornwall. Casting by the Telsey Office, Karen Castle, CSA, and Ada Karamanian. Voice and text coach, Rebecca Clark Carey. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Marcus Gardley and Catherine Eaton. Original music, sound design, and sound mix by Lindsay Jones. Sound engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Additional engineering by Daniel Ben-Shimon. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Line producer, Jordan Moore. Managing producer, Robert Cappadona. Senior producer, Miriam Lauba. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. The senior manager of business operations and partnerships at Next Chapter Podcast is Sally Cade Holmes. The Play On podcast series, King Lear, is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcasts.com for more about the Play On podcast series. 
Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play on Shakespeare. Hear more about the Play on Shakespeare podcast series by listening to bonus content at ncpodcasts.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. And remember, anyone can see how this world works. Just look with your ears. Next Chapter Podcasts.